This podcast was created to educate listeners on the experiences of diverse individuals. However, all opinions expressed by the host or guests do not reflect the overall standing of Tarleton Radio or Tarleton State University. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Making Space, a Diversity Dialogue. I'm your host, Cole, and this is a bi-weekly podcast where together we'll have questions answered about socially sensitive topics while learning how to create lasting relationships with diverse people. According to the CDC, during 2010, the highest percentage of pregnant women were 20 to 29, and the second highest were 20 to 24-year-olds, both traditionally college-aged women. A 2014 study conducted by the Institute for Women's Policy Research stated that 4.8 million students are raising dependent children. Even though these statistics are from a few years ago, they reflect that student parents and pregnant students do have a presence in college and on campus. That leads into what this episode will be all about. We'll be discussing the experiences and challenges of student mothers and pregnant students. To help me discuss this are two wonderful women. The first is Amanda Green Williams, who is a child development major at Tarleton State and is currently pregnant with her first child. The second is Kaylin Williams, a pre-med major and a mother of a five-year-old son. Once again, I did that interview separately. It's very, very interesting, and I think you'll learn a lot from what challenges these women face. Hello, everyone, and we are joined by Kaylin Williams and Amanda Williams. Is it green? It's still green, but Williams in a few months. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> but they are joining us here today to talk about student mothers and being a pregnant student on campus. I'm really excited to get to talk to them. Will you each tell us a little bit about yourselves, just like what your major? Uh, yeah, I'm a junior in pre-med. Um, I, Liam is five. Um, it's your son, yes. Yeah, that's my son, and he's wild. He goes to three-way, <laughs> so it's quite a trek every morning. I don't get to sleep in. Um, <laughs> but balancing motherhood, school, and work is, is, that Hard. is my life. There's, yeah. there's, it is school, work, motherhood. And a that's pandemic. It. Yeah, and, and a, a pandemic, pandemic now. Right, and we'll, we'll get into that when we get into our questions. But Amanda, would you go ahead and yeah. tell us a little bit about yourself? I am a junior in the Child and Family Studies program, I guess. It's At Tarleton, yep. Here. I am six and a half months for people who like to go by months and not weeks. Pregnant <laughs> <laughs> with a girl. Um, and I'm Kaylin's neighbor. <laughs> All right, all right. And I wanna I wanted to start off with asking if you if you guys had planned to be moms and students and if you if you didn't, do you do you regret it or do you would you do it over again? No, I did not plan on being pregnant while being in school. I thought that maybe like senior year, uh the way me and my fiance kind of have it set up, it was just kind of to where like if the timing is right, when we're like close to graduation, we'll do this, we'll do that. We'll have everything set up. So if the timing is right and God say, like, it'll be okay. let it be <laughs> like, yeah, let it be so, then it'll be fine. But no, I don't regret it. 
don't know if I'd do it again just yet. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's not that not that big of a deal for me right now. I was a mom before I was a student. Oh, right. So you did choose to be a student. So I chose to be a student as a single mother. And it was a lot of long conversations with extended family and my support system here to decide because, like, pre-med... That's that's not like a short term yeah, decision. It's, like it's long. that's ten years of school, and at the time Liam was three. Oh wow! So, like we knew we were heading into like just the, the butt end of mm-hmm. daycare, but also heading into like him starting school. And I had watched my mom get her master's when I was in high school, so I knew like it was a it was a thing that it's moms accessible. go back to school. Mm-hmm. But in my experience, my mom went back to school when we were all self-sufficient mm, and like right. could bring ourselves to school and take care of ourselves and run our own errands. Whereas Liam still requires a lot of supervision and he's he's a pretty self-sufficient kid now at five. But you still got to like, take him still, to school. He's and... still like the butt end of toddler. Right. You know, so. It, it had to be like a very focused, like, okay, this is our plan. Let's lay out a plan. What does this look like? So when I started at a community college, it was Liam goes to the daycare that is attached to my school mm-hmm. so that if something should That's happen, nice. then the the child care center can just walk over to my community college, find me in a classroom and say, hey, we got a problem. So that I'm, I was only two minutes walking distance from Liam at all times. Mm-hmm. And... Then when I had when when I was looking at ten years of school, I had to say like that's that's a lot that's a lot to look at. I got to look at mm-hmm. it in chunks. So that's why I decided to do my associates first, and then my bachelor's, and then after my bachelor's, then I will focus on like okay, what does med school look like for me? And Liam going into like oh I think he'll be second grade when I end up and go to med school so mm. you know med school's a different a different game we'll for probably sure. have to relocate for med school so how does that look like for my support system mm. but for me it was so overwhelming thinking of the 10-year big picture so I had to break it down into little chunks so let's do daycare with Liam now and I live with my parents to save some money because med school's a lot of money and mm. yeah <laughs> that's a lot to take on and then we knew as soon as I got my associates like we knew Tarleton had family housing available and so it was like okay when I transfer to Tarleton then I will transition to living on my own in student housing because my student loans will still pay for housing we'll have a roof over our head but he'll be a little bit older Mm -hmm. and it'll be a little bit easier for me to manage motherhood and school because I will have been in that routine of being a student rather than right. having been a working mom when he was born and when he up to two years old. Mm-hmm. So it had to be a very well thought out plan, not just like a, hey, I'm going to school. <laughs> right. Which, I mean, when I look back at it, that's what it feels like is I was like, hey, I'm going to go to school and I <laughs> drop my 60 plus hours a week job with benefits just to like go to school go in the classroom and but deal with everything. I felt like so many of my co-workers and other single moms that I knew just got stuck in this rut of working a minimum wage job because it's all they felt like they could do and I didn't want to be that I didn't want my mm-hmm. son to feel like that was all there was if something unexpected came up in life mm-hmm. I wanted him to know that like 
sometimes a wrench is thrown in the gears. It's how you handle it and how you rise from it and persevere and the goals that you set for yourself that can change the course of your life. You don't have to settle for less than what you want and what you're willing to work for. And the best way for me to show him that is to do it myself mm-hmm. and be an example for him. Right. right. So. <laughs> by philosopher. <laughs> yes, you'll be a doctor and a philosopher. <laughs> Well, that's too many hats. Mom. Philosophy's not your major. Doctor. Major. <laughs> um. Well, speaking of plans, um, you talked about, of course, you were working when Liam was first born. But Amanda, you'll be in school. So what? what is your plan as your your daughter is born? Newborn. Um, I know. I, I read an article. Um, I forget where it was now. But I'll, I'll link it in the resources for anyone who is curious. I read an article that suggested maybe student moms who have a newborn take a semester off. Is that a part of your plan or are you going to go straight through? Um, I'm not going to lie. That's been my number one worry lately. Um, I thank God that I still do have the baby's father in her life so mm-hmm. far. Fingers crossed. He stays, <laughs> y'all. A little crazy, but it's fine. But our plan was that uh, I do sort of take like a semester off. I was just going to kind of do what we're doing now with the whole pandemic is just take a couple of online classes just to stay on track or at least Mm -hmm. to try to stay as on track as I possibly can. Um, And then the following semester when she's a little bit more mobile, she can pick her head up by herself and he's not afraid he's going to drop his child every single day of his (laughs) life. Um, He said that he'd take his semester off or air quotes semester off um and kind of finish out that year with her and then Mm -hmm. after that she'll be 12 months and I feel like I'm hoping the world will be in a better place to where I can send her to a daycare and not have to worry every single day right but she'll be a year old she'll have the basis of who mom is who dad is hopefully a pretty good immune system (laughs) (laughs) and so where I feel comfortable enough to take her to a child care center or, I mean, when in doubt, I am a family and child studies major. Right, right. You have, have that. Not only are you <laughs> going to be her mom, but you also, also have that background. Yeah, so it, and that I've helps. in plenty of daycare, so it's not like I don't know how to take care of a child in that perspective. It'll be new, of course, as a mom, but mm-hmm. um, I do plan on sort of staying in school, staying involved as much as I can. We're just going to have to see how it goes when we yeah. get there. Because, yeah. I mean, it's not like I know exactly who I'm taking next semester for when right. she gets here to say, hey, I'm going to have like a two-week-old. <laughs> I won't be in class for the first few weeks, but I'll be there <laughs> if she can come. Like, well, well, speaking of talking to your professors, have y'all, I assume y'all have told your professors, how, to, how has your experience with professors here at Tarleton work or at your community college before? So It's kind of been a night and day. Really? Yeah. How interesting. So at at my community college, like, I went in guns blazing, and, like, that was, like, one of our first conversations with the professor. Granted, though, all my classes there were in person. This was Mm pre-pandemic. So I had, I was determined to do well, and so it was always after the very first class session, I would stop as everyone else is exiting and be like, excuse me. One, can I please record the lectures? Because I like to listen to them over and over. Oh, yeah. It was always a yes. Two. That's nice. I'm a single mom. 
Now that is not used as a get out of jail free card. That is a heads up so that you know when I come strolling in here with my three-year-old because the daycare is closed, I'm still here for class. Mm. I'm still here to learn. Double so you did take points. Liam. You did take Liam. Liam class. learned about the French Revolution. <laughs> <laughs> Liam learned about. Is that why he's so smart? I did Absolutely. get a chance to meet him. So he he has learned about the French Revolution. He has learned about politics, <laughs> and he'll tell you about it. He has sat in um, an anatomy class and learned about how the body works. Oh he has goodness. sat in a class. Uh, it was my biology two class, and he learned about how plants reproduce. Mm-hmm. Uh, he all every single one of my professors at one point met my son. At one oh, point, great. I was a lab assistant, and he would come sit in the lab with me, and color and do ABC mouse while we waited for the daycare to open, as I washed out test tubes. Wow. That's incredible. And they, every single one of them was like, absolutely, he's more than welcome. If you think he might be a distraction, just sit in the back of the class. Liam was never a distraction. Uh, how? I don't know. <laughs> he knew. He knew he was a noisy child. <laughs> he's <laughs> like, yeah, I'm ready for school, so ready. let me have my associate's yeah. degree, too. I, but it came to a point where my some of my professors would go so far as to printing out coloring sheets <gasps> for him. Oh, that's so nice. So that they had it when he would come in with me. You know, my, my history professor had a thing for mustelids, and so he had coloring sheets of otters oh my that he would just give to Liam when Liam would come to sit in class with us that's great and then when we were done with class he would be like excuse me Mr. Williams did you complete your cast your classwork and Liam would give him the little coloring sheet and I actually went into his office at a later point in time and he had Liam's coloring sheets hanging up on his desk (gasps) oh that's great like every single one of them loved Liam that's amazing but my transition to Tarleton has been during the pandemic. I've not mm-hmm. had any in-face class sessions. In fact, I have several professors that are teaching from their home. Right. So even if we could mm-hmm. be in class, they're zooming into the classroom. So essentially. If so yeah. really the only time I've had the opportunity to tell my professors that, hey, I'm a single mom, like sometimes things come up and I can't be available, is when I've had something that I had to be at and had to miss class right because it had to do with Liam Mm -hmm. you know so and in that case I feel like you know I'm sending an email and like hey I'm a single mom I'm trying to use this as a get out of jail free card because I'm gonna miss class and that's not my intention in any way shape or form Mm -hmm. but just like anybody else would email their professor for hey I have a doctor's appointment exactly it's not something that is as easily obtainable anymore that first meeting that first yes. class period it's just it's either zoom or you're, it's online completely mm-hmm. so it's a difficult thing to work in so it's it's made for a different experience i i don't know if things would be handled differently if we were in class mm-hmm. um i i did have a, a a series of emails back and forth to my technical writing professor and she was incredibly understanding and She's like, we'll work with you, not a problem. If something comes up, just give me a heads up. And if you need a deadline extended, I completely understand. Mm-hmm. Motherhood is hard. Right. But really, that's the only professor that really I've had an opportunity to. to be like, I'm not trying to use motherhood as a get out of jail free card. But this is my situation. How can we work something out so that it's beneficial for both of us? And you don't feel like I'm taking advantage of you, but I don't feel like mm-hmm. I'm stuck. Right. Where I have no other options. And she was fantastic. 
but good. she That's also good. is teaching from home so right it's not i don't have to drag my five-year-old to class <laughs> right amanda have uh, your situation is a bit different of course yeah. you're pregnant right now and you don't she's not out yet <laughs> um but how how has your experience been with professors as far as that goes First and foremost, yes, there is a pandemic, um, so it's been a little bit different when it comes to, I guess, having that connection with a teacher. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a very in-face person. I, I do not like this whole online class stuff. It's not for me. I don't like it. I, I tend to not grasp material as well. So whenever it came to emailing my teachers and letting them know, one, I promise you pregnancy brain is a thing. but also just um just for it not being easy with my circumstances at all and having to relay that to my professors and my professors not being able to see me and know that this is real and that it's it's a it's like seeing seeing it through an email and seeing it in person I feel like are different two different situations completely so I feel like given the circumstances they've I'm pretty sure they've handled it as best as they could uh, do I wish that I was able to have some support or some more support? Of course, yes. Um, and it also doesn't go for all of my professors. I have some professors that are like, dude, like, do you get your stuff done? We get it. It's it's crazy right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I also have teachers that are just kind of like, well, it's school. Right. So it just it's it's kind of night and day depending on the teacher. I have human lifespan teachers that are just like, well, the class is open, do your work, and then I have other teachers that are like, drop everything. Here's resources. This this and this can help you, mm-hmm. and I will extend the stuff that you didn't get because it's apparent that you didn't fully understand it the first time. Right. Um, and also just having things as simple as doctor's notes and hospital records and things. Because this pregnancy has not been cover girl pretty the entire time. <laughs> right. Um, there was a lot of in and out doctor's visits, corona scares because I wake up with shortness of breath and I'm like, pregnancy or corona, pregnancy or corona, pregnancy <laughs> yeah. or corona. You know, like, so it, it can be difficult in those as- aspects. And then I have teachers who've never had children or don't want kids or mm. have children, but they're all grown and they may not remember what it's like to be young and pregnant or pregnant and being in school. And right. they're just kind of like, a, well, you chose this. So here you go. Mm. And I get that it was a choice. I wouldn't take my daughter back for a second, even with her not being here. But at the same time, it's life, bro. Like it's, It is. It is. The mm. professors that like it's very apparent they went to school right out of high school. They didn't have a family until marriage. Didn't have a family until yeah. after they had their master's degree. Very and, conventional. And, like, they're the ones that seem to be the most difficult to get to understand, like, things happen. Like, it, it just happens. Right. And you throw a small human in that, <laughs> and it just happens a lot. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Of course. Oh, moving away from professors, I know we haven't had much in-class um, time uh, yeah. for you, Amanda, but with other students, both of you, with other students, do you feel like you can share the fact that you're a mom or that you're pregnant and then take it well? What have some responses been as far as the student and your peers go? Um, with a couple of people that, just, that I just know around campus, 
if you know me pre-pregnancy and you know me now, you're like, yeah, Amanda's <laughs> pregnant. <laughs> no one just gains that much weight in the midsection. <laughs> so it's like, uh, it's more just like a, hey, how's it going? I mean, we're once again, we're in a pandemic, so it's not like we can stop and hug right. and talk about life. That and we know each other. It's not necessarily mm-hmm. that we're best friends, you know? Okay. So it's just more of like a, hey, how's it going? Congratulations. Um I know there can be this stigma around being pregnant or being a mom while in college. Yeah. So I didn't know if y'all felt any effects of that. It's a touch and go. I guess since I'm, I've kind of been like the only people that know that I'm pregnant are really my neighbors. <laughs> so right. You guys. <laughs> um, so it's just kind of I feel comfortable with y'all. Like I have dinner with my neighbors every mm-hmm. single night. We talk about life every single night. Like. If we're like a little community we call ourselves our little village like it's it, you right. know it's it's easy to to talk to them and to have them as a support system but will I just walk up to a random person that's just kind of like hi how are you and I'm like pregnant how are you like no that's not <laughs> that's not necessarily the that first thing an that, interesting conversation yeah it's not necessarily the first thing that pops up because then you get the 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 wide-eyed eyebrows up oh c- um, congratulations yeah, right. and I'm like and, and then with my fiance not going here and no one really seeing me with a guy for that long because I guess I'm just that low-key of a person I, I don't know <laughs> I thought I was pretty public but I guess not um I just kind of get that look of wow all right mm. that's what happened during quarantine <laughs> <laughs> Kaylin do you have so. any experiences with students like uh, from your community college when you were in class again like night and day difference you know, the community college was very welcoming. Um, even the office administration, like Liam would walk in and be like, good morning, Liam. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and they'd have candy for him. And they always had like little treats and goodies. And every single one of them knew Liam. And the first semester there, um, I got a lot of, a, you're a mom? <laughs> um, I'm but it wasn't it. ever that like I hid the fact that I was a mom mm-hmm. just like I'm I'm not going to introduce myself as hi I'm Kaylin Williams I'm, I'm a, a single mother <laughs> of a crazy wild child like you know like the, it just kind of comes up in conversation right as you kind of get to know your classmates and make friends and stuff mm-hmm. but at Tarleton there's been a lot of like the big eyes of like hmm. what is going on because we walk campus and like yeah. we've gone rock climbing. We we went into the wreck once or twice. We've we've done a handful of things. He's gone into the D hall with me. Mm-hmm. He just come. He goes everywhere I go, and and right. that's just our thing. Like I mean, you're his I mom. He is an active participant in your life. Yes, I don't put li- I don't put limitations on myself because I have, a ha- I have a child. Like he can walk, he can talk, he can come with me. That's that's just how it works. Mm-hmm. And it's a whole little man right there. Most <laughs> of the time, people so are cute. like, "I don't, I don't know, I don't know if we can do that." Right. You know, when when I had all these swipes on my card for meals over the summer, I walked in and was like, "Can can, can my son eat, right. eat with me?" Mm-hmm. And they were like, "We don't, I don't know." know. I was like, I, "If you need to swipe again. it twice, please <laughs> swipe it twice." Like, use the money that's on there. Mm-hmm. Can he eat with me, though? And every time, ah, I think I need to go ask someone. How interesting. Yeah, you know, when we went into the rec center, we, we just wanted to go rock climbing. Mm-hmm. And 
the girls at the front were like, uh, we don't know I if don't he know. can go in there. I don't know if he can go in there. Now, they were set up for children to do the rock climbing. Okay. They did actually have Harness children's time. harnesses. No one asked before, I assume. Yeah. No one had asked before. He was the so. first person to ever put one on. Liam was the first one to ever put one on. And, they, and I'm okay with them using him as a learning experience. I love being a guinea pig for people like... <laughs> Everyone has to have a first time to right. learn how to do it. So yeah. I, that was okay with me. I wasn't upset with it. I was actually thrilled that they even had a, a child's harness. Mm-hmm. I was happy at the simple fact that they didn't push him off to the side and they were just kind of like, okay, buddy, you sit right here. Like they actively oh, no, wanted him to. Their focus was on Liam. Hmm. He got nice. to do whichever one he wanted. We pretended he was Spider-Man. It was great. <laughs> he had a blast, but that's really like the first time that they were like oh yeah we're set up for kids like look at this mm-hmm. otherwise it's most of the time like the big wide eyes of that's a child mm-hmm. on a college, college campus. campus right you know otherwise like i've had people tell me yeah the coaches bring their kids but it's, it's never it's never students it's, never it's always a student with mm-hmm. a child yeah. it's almost never a student with a child even in the wellness center they they were like we've never had anyone with a kid in here mm-hmm. so it's it's very apparent that it's not common mm-hmm. for mothers to be an active part on campus right or at least not with their children right it's not visible mm-hmm. unless you bring your kid or unless you're pregnant mm. so students just I don't think about it. it now well, and at the community <laughs> college, there were I was not the only mom bringing my child to school. Mm-hmm. There were several other moms that, you know, if the school had a teacher work day, there was three or four kids right. sitting in a classroom. And there were several of my classmates that were pregnant, and then they would have their baby in the middle of the semester, and they'd come back with a baby carrier, and you'd be like, <gasps> yes, you had I want to see, I want to see, I want to see. Yeah. And it's so interesting, this difference, because I, again, I read an article doing trying to do research for this uh, episode. It was a report done by Generation Hope. It's a nonprofit. And they found that 48% of pregnant women or mothers felt more comfortable in a community college versus 32% that was university for a year. Mm-hmm. So it was very interesting that motherhood seems to be more acceptable quote unquote in a community college setting versus a university setting well and i felt like i i had a little bit more of uh here's step one step two step three like okay you've completed these courses this is next like Mm -hmm. this is what you're lacking this is what you know you need to get on this this and this here are your passwords for everything when i was at my community college but as soon as I transferred here, they dumped me an apartment, and then they were like, bye. Right. You know, I never got a tour of campus. So it wasn't um, until some of my neighbors walked me to the library that I even knew where the library was. And that's, like, the most important part of campus. It, it is. It is. It's and where resources are. I had no idea where it was. Mm-hmm. You know, I had to stumble around the first couple of weeks and, like, figure out where the housing office was. Yeah. Or where the dining hall was right i still don't know where some of my classes are i don't know where the humanities building is i never got a tour they just dumped me in my apartment and they said good luck (laughs) right and that has been incredibly frustrating having come from a community college where they kind of like 
guide you through most of it. Mm-hmm. And then when you get to graduations, they're like, good job, you did it. And you're like, I actually really didn't. <laughs> you just did you the, provided you did me the class with literally work. everything. <laughs> right. I just submit the work and took the tests. Right. Submitted the work before midnight. Ooh, yay. Yeah. <laughs> well, I love how, side note, love how Canvas has, we are, uh, Tarleton State is now using Canvas as our, online program for school and every time you submit something you get like a little confetti congratulations yes i love <laughs> love <it>. that uh, <laughs> um boost myself the same a little bit guys. yes <laughs> I don't know what about. now i guess since we were talking a little bit about university and about tarleton uh, you mentioned uh, a bit of this kaylin um about how they just kind of dropped you off and amanda I, I want to know how they kind of helped you as someone who's pregnant and pregnant as a student. You were already enrolled. How did that go? Almost the opposite of how Kaylin, they kind of dropped her off and was like, good luck. Um, I had to beg to get to where I am. Mm. Um, I had to call housing every single day and be like, listen, I'm not on campus right now. I have to get on campus. I have nowhere to stay other than like other than where I need to like where I'm going to be, right. wherever you assign me. It's me, my service animal, and my fiance, and now baby. Like I just, I need somewhere to stay. Mm-hmm. Um, I I need somewhere to where I can still get to class. I don't have a I don't have a vehicle. My fiance has a vehicle. Um, but I mean, it's it's complicated. The whole world is just complicated right now. So mm-hmm. I was like, listen, with everything that's going on, I just need some help. Emails phone calls every day i'm pretty sure housing knows my phone number um <laughs> they, they like don't answer like, like seriously at this point they're just like oh nope it's amanda we'll talk to her later we'll send her an email like oh god um and then when i got here there were things that i i feel that i shouldn't have been picky about but i i kind of had to buckle down and get picky about like mm-hmm. guys my floor is flooding can i can, can I get some I help there? I feel like that shouldn't be, like, a, a picky thing. That should be, maybe you should, you know, That's a get a different thing. housing unit. Yeah, like, whoever lived here before has mold coming out from the creases of my ceilings. Can we get that fixed? Trying not to die before my baby gets here, mm. you know? Um, I felt like it got to the point to where I almost felt like I was being, like, I felt like I was asking entitled questions. Like, can I get right. a better living situation? Like, it's right. kind of... It the felt way that like was, that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I seriously had to call my mom. And I was like, Mom, am I asking for too much? Of course, my mom was like, a bunch of words I cannot say on here. And <laughs> no, Amanda, you're paying for it, you know? Yeah. Like, it should be... You're, you're having a family. And then finally being able to get into a place where... It's livable where I I don't have, you know, leaking floors, you know, right. my bed's not no longer getting drenched every time it rains. But now getting ready for my baby and really li- realizing that a one bedroom apartment that's about the size of this room is not going to cut it mm-hmm. for a crib and a bed for me to sleep in and a desk because I have to do schoolwork. Um, right. A crate for my service animals because they they gotta sleep somewhere and they're they're crate babies they like they like to be in four walls of their own when they right. go to you know when they go to sleep at night little things like that and little things of just having a space of my own but having space has been difficult in fact I gotta go after this to go see what's going on <laughs> do, you, do you need to go no 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 okay. no um, they they don't know I'm coming. 
Oh, yeah. I just got to show up because when they know I'm coming, they stick the directors and stuff in meetings so then they can't talk to me. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's, it's right. great. I wanted to kind of mention this part of your experience. Um, you are a person of color. Yeah. So do you feel like being a person of color and being pregnant has affected how uh, your experiences? Most definitely. And I don't necessarily mean that in a negative way. I'm not saying that I'm getting dirty looks or anything i've never had like a like a a racist interaction or anything like that but it's more of just kind of a i have the fear of every day that you know i'm not prepared with what i've been like what i've been given isn't necessarily even the baseline of what it's like to or what it is to be like a a ready parent i guess is what you Mm -hmm. could call it you know like uh the things that i've been given the things that i've been allotted by the school yeah it's kind of been cut down to the bare minimum of a she can survive off this for now um i'm afraid that i'm gonna get that 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 person that doesn't like me just because i walk around or something you know Mm -hmm. and i get child protective services called on me because my kid doesn't have a room of their own when she gets here Mm -hmm. i have three months to get ready for someone to walk in and see that you know right now my kid's crib is in my living room because it doesn't fit in my bedroom whatsoever i have a bed and a dresser in my bedroom and that's all mm-hmm. that fits right. uh literally and a dirty clothes hamper if i stuff it under my bed sometimes my dogs sleep under my bed because there's no space out in the open for them to sleep so i have to raise my bed even higher which means sooner or later when i get too too big i don't know what i'm gonna do because mm-hmm. i won't be able to fit in my own bed but i'm having to stuff things under my bed and tuck things in corners and mm-hmm. put things above my head which i was told that i'm not supposed to do that for my doctor Hope Ooh. Dr. Markham's not listening. Um, <laughs> and you have so much more to get. That's the thing. You have so much more to get. Other than a, a crib. So much. Other mm-hmm. than a crib and a stroller, I don't really have anything else. And like a bunch of diapers, thanks to everyone who brought me, you know, stuff for my baby <laughs> right. shower. You know, so other than that, like I don't, I don't have much. And I have so much more I have to get. And I'm already suffocating in my own house. Mm-hmm. And I know that there's some people that are like, well, you do have a service animal in there. And I'm like, yes, but those are for my medical needs. Mm-hmm. If, heaven forbid, Billy is not there and I go through sleep paralysis or I have a seizure in my sleep or I stop breathing because that's a thing during pregnancy, apparently. Your dreams get so vivid that you you act them out. Wow. If I stop breathing because I have a dream that I just flew off a cliff and something, I don't know, something crazy because dreams get crazy. Uh, I, Abel can't come, my dog can't come underneath and wake me up and somehow, you know, alert anybody Right. if if he's not there mm-hmm. or if she's not there. So I, I've been told that getting rid of him would make space. I've been mm-hmm. told that um, I always have the option of moving off campus, but during pregnancy and during the pandemic, I've lost my job for both reasons. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. One, because uh, the school shut down the job that I worked at, I worked at the, I worked at the CDC here, I worked at the Child Development Center and we're closed because of Corona and I completely understand it and I respect their decision. I understand that it was for the best of the kids and the employees and of the school, but now I'm out of work. And then I got the best job I could possibly get afterwards, you know, and I can't stand for that long. I've literally been told, we're going to suggest you don't stand for more than four hours, Miss Green. Miss mm. Williams, we don't think it's we don't think it's very wise that we have you standing and overexerting yourself for that long. Right. 
um, my feet start to swell, I faint, I pass out, or I just flat out get sick, and then I'm in the hospital for two days, getting bags and bags of fluid pumped in me because of baby's taking all the nutrients, which she has every right to, you know? And so I'm out of a job and you're asking me to drop money that I don't have to get an apartment that I can't afford. And my, you know, Billy works, my fiance works, but I mean, one income for what it's five individuals is not going to cut it. Right. You can't find a decent two bedroom here. Yeah. Unfortunately, the prices of housing around Stephenville have been going up. And like that, even the rent isn't even the issue. It's getting in. No mm. one takes financial aid as a form of income. Right. No one like I've I've tried getting unemployment. This will be my third time, if fourth time, if I try again. I got, you know, I I got terminated from my job here in July, but we hadn't been open since March. Mm-hmm. So when I applied the first time in April, they said, "Oh no, ma'am, you're still employed. You still have hours. It's fine." You'll be all right. Just give a few months. <laughs> You'll mm. be good. Like, I didn't have somewhere that I had to pay bills. So when I got evicted from my apartment, and I, I had to beg Tarleton to find a space for me here where I can pay it with some sort of financial aid, mm. I was stuck into the place. I was just stuck. in a. Pl- I was put in a place where that they had ready at the time. Right. The fact that the door was open and there weren't dead roaches all over the floor, they were like, all right, this is great. This is where you'll live. And it took my mom calling up here and yelling at everyone about, you know, me not having a very good immune system as it is and me being pregnant and me creating another immune system on a weak immune system. Mm-hmm. And my mom threatening to go to the next higher up and the next higher up into the president and talking to her lawyer. Nothing got done. And now I'm in the apartment that's literally above my old one that, no, I don't have the same issues, but I'm having the same I'm in the same space. I still have the same fears. Mm -hmm. I I went into the place with things still not working. I shouldn't have to get to me being the quote-unquote angry black woman walking into the office screaming about the things that I want and the things that I need for me to get anything done. I look crazy when 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 I raise my voice, when I get passionate about what I need. But when I come in calm and civilized and trying to have a conversation like this, I get brushed off like I'm nothing. Right. I I don't it shouldn't it shouldn't have to be that way and that's the only thing I guess from the perspective of a person of color you can kind of you can see that from right when if Kaylin were to walk in and she'd be pissed off they're like you know when she threatened to go to the authorities about it the first thing would have been like well she does have a son well you know the living space we give her could have could have been better it could have been cleaned a little bit it it, it, there'll be exceptions made Mm. For me, they're like, she just came in and she was just rampaging and she was yelling at everyone. Mm. It shouldn't, like, I don't, I don't understand that. When my mom does it and she has her business voice on and she threatens to go to her lawyers, she sounds like an angry black woman as well because I am raised by a a black woman. If my dad calls, my dad may, my my dad may get into some legal trouble trying to call up here, but that's (laughs) just the point. Um, But if my fiance's mom calls up here, she gets no help because her son doesn't go here. Her daughter-in-law does. Right. And it's the, the exact same way as if my fiance's dad calls or his stepmother calls or his aunt or his grandma or anybody else. I'm so sorry, sir, but you're not, you know, a parent or a grandparent or any type of guardian of a, of a student here. Right. So they don't, they don't really have 
they don't have that precedent over people. Mm -hmm. My mom barely has precedent over this at this point. And it hurts. It hurts the fact that I have to go out and spend money or go to Title IX and talk to Darren Keith with a, you know, bucket list of how just overflowing with 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 things that I need to get Mm -hmm. done, not only for the safety of me, but the safety of my kid or the safety of my dog. Right. You know, for listeners, for listeners who don't know, Title IX uh, protects against any sort of discrimination uh, for our pregnant women and, and women in general. Um, it allows pregnant women to have certain things like being allowed to uh, have extended assignments like motherhood, all of that. It helps people in that aspect. So going to a Title IX representative, it's it's a lot. Like usually the, it's already set in place. They're but having to go and... And having the Title IX representative <laughs> know your name, it's, it's a lot. So this is actually news to me. Yes. Not, I, I was unaware of that. But, girl, we're going to yes. Dan's office after yes, this. Yes, that, that's the reason why, why professors aren't really allowed to say, oh, you can't bring your kid in class. Sorry. Hmm. That they, they have to. It is in, <laughs> in federal law that hmm. they have to. So for I will put uh, a link to Title IX in the description for any listeners who are curious and want to go look at it. And I'll also link Title IX for Tarleton's website as well. And which, I mean, he's been great. Like, there's, there's nothing I can say wrong about Darren. He's great. Mecca's great. They've gotten me as far as, the, the, at this point, my mom calls them or they call my mom or I call them. Any type of there's some type of communication between us and then they go up and there is no I'm going to talk to a representative. No, they're talking to directors directly. Mm -hmm. Listen, Mm -hmm. this is the person that has something going on. This is what needs to get done. And I appreciate it so much. But at the same time, it shouldn't take that. It shouldn't take me having to go to everyone's higher up saying, listen, you're supposed to be cooperating and you're not. Right. And this person's come into my office telling me that you have it. So you have 48 hours to, you know, sob it out, but get your crap together. Or we're going to have legal issues, literally. It shouldn't right. take that every single time I ask for something as simple as, may I have some hot water in my apartment, please? Mm-hmm. And also keeping, mind, keeping in mind, too, it's not because that's the only place they have available for Amanda. Literally the only place. Like, there are <laughs> other options. However, they're not willing to explore the other options. Right, right. That's- or if they are, they're... I don't know how much more I think I'd be paying $7,000 a semester for those other options. But then those other options are also being taken by, you know, students that aren't pregnant, which, I mean, I understand they have to have somewhere to live, too. So, I mean, I'm not going to complain about it. Mm. But at the same time, I need something. <laughs> right. Right. Let's kind of switch, switch gears here. Um, thank you for sharing all of that. I know that it can be <laughs> difficult, but I'd like to know, Caitlin, you talked about how you were kind of just dumped here. Do you feel like even offices like the Office of Diversity and Inclusion on campus or student involvement have planned anything or offered any activities or programs, Do clubs you know for... Is? I don't even know where that is. <laughs> <laughs> the Student Center right next to D Hall. Okay. 
uh, that's where student involvement is at, and and so is the Office of Diversity Inclusion to if they to try to get your anything, if they've tried get to you do, involved. If they've tried to do anything that that has something to do with motherhood or kids or anything like that, I am completely unaware. Okay. So they've not done a good job at advertising, if that's something that they have tried to put together and plan. Mm -hmm. But honestly, considering that no one has, in my experience, everyone is shocked to see my child walking around campus with me. I probably would think that it's safe to assume that that's not something that's been on their radar. Mm -hmm. Understandably, if it's not something that is common, understandably, you wouldn't plan for it. Right. I feel as if it maybe is more common than people think. It's just almost hidden mm -hmm. um, when it comes to the normal college experience, the normal university experience, the four-year mm -hmm. sort of thing. Amanda, when you told administration you were pregnant, did they give you any resources that would help you stay engaged on campus? No. They gave me a pamphlet to sign up for WIC, to sign up for pregnancy Medicaid if I didn't already have insurance. Mm-hmm and to go to Choices to confirm my pregnancy. I which, see. I mean, all of those, I, I have all of those now. I mean, even with having insurance. Right, those resources for, were important. Yeah, they were important, don't get me wrong. I, I greatly appreciate the fact that they, you know, <laughs> that they helped me out, but those, those don't help me stay engaged in school. Those don't help my professors get to know me as not only a student, but as a mom. And the fact that, you know, mm -hmm. sooner or later, when, when dad has to work, or if if dad does decide to, you know, pursue his career in the military, like we had, you know, originally discussed, which he's now wanting to take back because he's like, where where's my baby going to be? We've had to make different life choices and replan out our dreams, which I know is a part of adulthood and parenting, you know. Mm -hmm. um, but to have to reimagine his way of taking care of his family because we don't know what support we are and aren't going to get from the school or from anyone here. Right. But mm -hmm. also WIC and Choices and Medicaid, those aren't school resources. Mm -hmm. Those are government resources. So that's not even, I mean, they directed you towards resources, but those aren't resources provided by the school. Mm -hmm. And every time I ask for a resource by the school, I get told to email my professors about the situation that I have at hand. I've literally emailed my professors three times about the exact same situation about me being pregnant and me, you know, missing a week of school because I was literally forbidden to get from my bed. I was literally possibly going to have to go home with an IV stuck in me with fluids still being drained into me because I, I couldn't get up. I couldn't move. With baby girl currently liking to sit on my, like, the nerve that goes to my legs. And sometimes I can't get out of a chair because my entire legs go numb or mm -hmm. sciatica or whatever the case may be. There are times where I, I can't get up and go to class. I can't get up and go to my desktop. Um, so being able to pick up my phone and email really fast. Hey, I will be late for Zoom. I will be whatever, whatever. And getting no response for three days is difficult. Right. For with only, out of all of my professors, only one of them knowing my name, is it's those re I, there is no resources. Which that one professor that does actually know my name has probably been the greatest resource that I've actually had. And it was because the beginning of the semester I decided to go to her office hours and personally meet her, mm -hmm. um, and let her know that if I did decide to come to f her face-to-face -face class that one day a week, um, what it would look like. 
um, and that sooner or later I was I wasn't going to be able to come after probably midterms. I probably wasn't going to be able to move because right. I've been told that nine times out of ten I'd be on bed rest. Mm-hmm. So I I wish that they were more you know more of anything to get us engaged. I love school. I've, I love participating. If you knew me from high school, I literally did everything. If you see me now, you're like, what happened to Amanda? Like, I'm, I, it's, a, it's a 180. Like, you, I'm a whole new person because mm-hmm. there's nothing for me here. So we'll, we'll get to what y'all think Tarleton could do better or professors could do to help y'all. But I want to first ask this question, then we'll move on to that. What do you guys think is the most challenging thing for student moms and students who are pregnant? The engagement. The engagement? Yeah. yeah. You have Absolutely. a kid and they shut you off from the world. Mm-hmm. When I enrolled, I, I actually think it was on my application that I am a parent. Before I even started classes, I was moving into student housing. Mm-hmm. And not one thing has been you know hey come to this what thing resources do you mm-hmm. need like how how can we help you transition how can we let me let you sign up for classes before other students knowing your son is in school mm-hmm. so that you can set your class schedule around his school schedule mm-hmm. you know i had i had to wait until juniors could register for classes so right there were i, I i've got a chemistry lab that goes until five o'clock in the afternoon so i have to get after school pickup on Tuesdays, it's me. I'm after school pickup <laughs> because my chem lab goes until five o'clock in the afternoon, and school ends at four. Right. I do know there there was a separate chemistry lab for my chemistry class that was in the morning on Mondays. I would much rather have taken a Monday morning lab and not have to miss the opportunity to pick my son up from school then have to get stuck with the evening lab. Especially right. with everything and that's going on. Thankfully, mm-hmm. you do have a support system yeah. that will pick them up without I, I'm without, incredibly like, grateful for my anything. village, but my village is because they just happen to be my neighbors and they just happen to be understanding and loving people. I got incredibly lucky with my neighbors and my village. Mm-hmm. Not everyone is as lucky as me. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not hard to love Liam. He's he's, he's really a <laughs> fantastic so kid. He's great. But like, I like I don't know. But why couldn't the school be my village too? Mm-hmm. Like, let us. Why couldn't the school say, how can we make being a student mother that much more easily achievable by you? Like, mm-hmm. what can we do? You you need your classes all to be done by four. Okay, let us let us see what we can work out. Let okay. us see if there's mm-hmm. an earlier lab. How can yeah. we, you know, go ahead and register at the same time as the seniors so that you have access to all the classes first before all the other juniors and freshmen and mm-hmm. everyone else gets access to it. Yeah. You know, yeah. it took me two weeks to figure out how to register. No one walked me through it. Mm. So I had to find thankfully there was a youtube video and it was very <laughs> about deep. tarleton's registration yes and it was very deep wow in the tarleton website and i finally figured out how to register after two weeks of attempting on a daily basis wow but mm-hmm. no one i mean like i said they dropped me off in the apartment and they were like good luck Mm. No one explained the meal plan to me. No one told me where D-Hall was. I didn't even know I was sitting right behind D-Hall. 
I had no yes, idea. The, the apartment complex is literally right next to it. Yeah, I had no idea that that's what it was. I didn't know it was an apartment complex. Oh, I didn't know it existed before I started living there. <laughs> yeah. Amanda, did you have anything that you feel like is the most challenging? <sighs> I just... Is everything challenging? Everything's challenging at the moment. Um, you know that life is complicated when your village fights harder than you do because you're tired. I got so tired of getting screwed over and getting a, we'll email you, or we'll get back to you, or Miss Brown's in a meeting, or Mr. Creighton's in a meeting, we'll have them call you back, and weeks and months go by, um, or they finally do get back to you, and you explain to them your situation, and they sound so understanding, and they put work orders in, and they do this, and then nothing gets done. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then you go back like an angry black woman, and you don't care if she's in a meeting, and you walk into her office anyways and say, listen, this is what's going on. It's been three weeks since she said you put that work order in, and even she, look, cause even she looks confused. Mm. She looks at you like that bed was supposed to be there a week ago. You were supposed to not be sleeping on the floor a week ago. Mm. You were supposed to not be living on a floor that's wet because it rained for a week straight a week ago. It's frustrating, and I've, I've honestly, like, one of my, I guess, disabilities is I, I have severe depression and I can't take it. I can't I can't take medicine. I can't take anything to help it because what like what what I ingest, my baby does. Right. I don't want to feed that into my child. It's not recommended that you feed that to your child. Right. So right. for having to find, you know, better coping mechanisms, but you're losing hope because no one hears you is one of the most discouraging things that could possibly happen. I don't care if there is that are if there's people that, you know, that want to babysit my kid when when she, when she gets out. I don't care if if they have like a day where I can make a cute bib for my kid. I want someone to walk up to me and be like, "Amanda, we noticed that you're that you're expecting. Is there anything we can do to help?" I shouldn't have to call and say, "Hey, can I get some help?" Right. That that shouldn't. When I wasn't pregnant, I had people coming all around me asking, "Hey, girl, how you doing? Like, how can we help you? Is there anything we can do to make your experience here at Tarleton better?" As soon as you expect someone else in your life, a child in specifically, it's like you. It's almost shut off. Yeah, you're shut off from the world. You got it. It's cool. Here are the basics. Here here's the baseline of what you need call us when you need us so when my village fights harder than me it's frustrating because I I honestly want to tell them honey it's not worth it I've tried I've tried since June I tried since the day I found out that I was pregnant I called the university the day I took that pregnancy test and found that I was pregnant Mm -hmm. I called I called May 12th I know the day I called the university's known since May 12th that I was pregnant right and with my health issues and everything else they told me that they would flag it because they needed to know they one of course had to put me in housing that was for me yeah right um but also that wasn't going to compromise my immune system more than what it already is right Mm -hmm. and i had to ask for that i had to beg for that i got in trouble for having my boyfriend over every weekend because those are the only time when he's around 24 hours 
but how else is he supposed to see me and his growing child and take me to doctor's appointments? Mm -hmm. Where is he supposed to stay if he can't afford to live somewhere around here by himself because he doesn't make enough money? So what do you feel like, both of you, what, what do you feel like, I know we talked about how Tarleton could, could do better, that there's just, there's obvious things that could change and would be really amazing to change. But what could professors and other students and even even people listening to this podcast right now as just a person listening, maybe a college student, what can they do to help y'all or to be advocates for y'all? Remember that we're people too. Remember that our lives don't stop just because we have a child or that we're having a child. Mm-hmm. Um, remember that like mistakes are being made not just by us, but by people on an everyday basis mistakes are a part of life um and that we shouldn't be held at the stake for that day we missed class because i have asano at the time that your class is Mm -hmm. and that i may not have gotten the assignment that you had posted but it's due at midnight and i have no idea what it is because i missed class if someone had a regular doctor's appointment you wouldn't question it Mm-hmm. You would say, I hope you feel better with whatever you have going on. You're in my prayers. And you can't say that it's not true because I've, I've, I've had it done before. Mm-hmm. Send a doctor's note and everything will be fine. I'll extend it till tomorrow. But now that I'm pregnant, they're like, eh, well, you signed up for it. Sorry, ma'am. Right. My life has stopped. The, the, like, that's the only thing. And it's not everyone. I, I will continue to say that it's not everyone. I have some people that are fantastic outlets for me to go to. But then there's some of those teachers that I guess may have lived a conventional life or, you know, are okay with having that conventional life. My life's not conventional by any means. I went to college, got pregnant, then got engaged. It's just <laughs> kind of a little bit backwards. Yeah, but, you it's know. not the uh, the normal timeline that, that people would think about, even though it is definitely more normal now. Yeah. I mean, it, I don't... I just... I didn't think that that would make that big of a difference. I've been accused of saying that my husband doesn't support me because he doesn't make enough money because he works a minimum wage job because that's kind of all they offer right about now. Mm. Yep. My husband's had to stop going to school to find a full-time job that makes over $10 an hour in order to even begin to think of all the things that we're going to need for our daughter because he refuses to let our daughter have to go through what we're going through right now, Mm. which I love and appreciate from him. But you can tell that it's wearing him down because he feels like he's failing me as my my significant other, as my, my fiance, my husband, whatever, you know. He's he's frustrated with himself. I'm frustrated because there's nothing I can do. I had to quit my job because I physically cannot stand up for that long. Right. Hell, we worked at the same place. Mm-hmm. Right. Resources aren't, they're, they're just not there. Mm-hmm. And then if you do what Kaylin is doing and work two and three jobs to try to support her child as a single mother who doesn't have necessarily the father that would like to kind of wants to be in the kid's life, but then it doesn't want to be in the kid's mm-hmm. life, kind of wants to be there to get revenge on mom, but then the other hand, I, I kind of want to be a dad, kind of, you know? Mm-hmm. Sends $100 a week, <laughs> like that's supposed to help with a five-year-old. I've spent more money on Liam, being broke. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, 
working those two and three jobs, you don't get resources. Like, you're, you're, no one reaches out to help then either. So just have students just, out there listening. Just have this mindset be of open. being open. Be open. And understand, like, yes, we're humans. We are still people. Just because I made another person doesn't, doesn't make, make you not a any person. less of a person. Mm-hmm. Like, trust me, you want to be a part of his life? It, he will bring an insane amount of joy mm-hmm. to you. So don't, like, be open to, like, saying hello. Hey, how can I ha- Do you need help carrying your books? I noticed you're carrying your five-year-old who's having a meltdown. Can I carry your books for you? Please, yes. Mm-hmm. Talk to him sometimes. Half the time. Say, hey, buddy. You hungry? Mm-hmm. Like, I noticed you're trying to get Chick-fil-A. That's my favorite, too. He will talk your ear off. <laughs> he will stand there and he will talk to you for 20 minutes. He's a minutes. cool kid, bro. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's got thoughts and feelings, too. Like, I, I guarantee that there are some students on this campus that could sit down with Liam and legitimately learn some things from this boy. Mm-hmm. And yeah. teach this boy some things. And it would be an enjoyable conversation between my five-year-old and he, you as a grown student. But it's almost like they see a small human and they're like, oh my gosh, it's an alien. It's, <laughs> it's a foreign entity. What yeah. are you doing here? He's an alien from planet Earth. You guys, <laughs> watch out. Uh, it's just listeners to try to let go of the stigma and this that's that's what this podcast is a lot about is just understanding that other people have experiences still making them people um Mm -hmm. but they're different than what a lot of social norms have set out for you Mm -hmm. when you were raised it people are people and they have different experiences and it's okay to not know beforehand Mm-hmm. But now that you've listened, try to ask some questions. Get to know student moms. <laughs> Get to know uh, a pregnant student who's on campus. Like, hey, you need anything? Like, that's a good I idea. I think I'm a pretty cool person. Yes, I- Caitlin, you are a pretty cool person. <laughs> Say hello. Yes. <laughs> I don't know if I'm that cool, but, like, I'm pretty Amanda, chill. Amanda, you're, you're good. I'm pretty chill, bro. <laughs> I like to cook people food and stuff. <laughs> Yeah. We could just sit and talk. I love eating your food. And I just cook people meals. <laughs> like, if you know me freshman year, I was the girl that was always in the kitchen, always right. asking, yeah, you want some of this roast? You want some cabbage? <laughs> Bro, I'm making mac and cheese. I got you. Like, I just, yeah. like, I don't, I, I, I'm, I thought I was a pretty cool person, you know? You are, for sure. I'm not the most. I promise I don't buy it. I might. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, I might. All right. I, might I think that's all the questions I have for you guys. But are there any topics that you feel like you didn't get to touch on, like I didn't ask about, that you might want people to know? Being a parent isn't. I feel like it's been very negative so far, mm. just because like I guess the circumstances aren't that great. But being a parent is fun. I'm not. Gonna, I have. I've. I mean, they're my godchildren, but I love my godkids. Mm-hmm. I love I love working with Liam. It may just also be because I love kids. I've always loved kids. Um, but, like, parenting is fun. Being around kids is fun. Being pregnant, regardless of your health circumstances, <laughs> it can be really fun. That first time you see her foot stick out, your, <laughs> out of your freaking stomach, it's great. It freaks you out. But, like, <laughs> but it's fun. And you look forward to those moments. 
it's cool telling everybody all your friends that do love and support you where's her head no it's not her head that's her butt yeah no that's her foot (laughs) yes she's punching you like in the face right now like that's (laughs) you think it's cute but she's punching you in the face like it's 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 cute it's fun it's it's those cute memories that you remember that you get to tell her you know, you, you punched your auntie Cole in the face when you, were, <laughs> when, you, when you were in mama's stomach, you know? Or like, you know, you used to love your neighbor Kaylin's voice. She'd get to talking and you just got to rolling and moving. And now, like, like you know, telling her those little things when she's a kid. Or Liam telling everybody that I'm hurt <laughs> for him picking up on things that Billy says, you know? Mm-hmm. Him hearing my fiance call me beautiful and sexy every single day and then one day saying miss amanda you look really sexy today having to explain to a five-year-old what the word (laughs) you know maybe don't use that word quite yet ma'am you know having those 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 funny conversations that you remember forever and that you get to embarrass him about when his first girlfriend comes mm-hmm. and be like, yo, he thinks you're sexy. But he thought I was sexy first. I just thought I should let you know. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. It's, it's, it's fun. It's a learning experience. It's seeing that a person that, as Caitlin would put it, you made from scratch grow up and become its own person. That is my favorite line. <laughs> yeah. Like, I love that. Like, oh, he's so cute. I'm like, oh, thanks. I made him from scratch. <laughs> Like making your own person from scratch and watching them grow up to be like one of the smartest kids you know or the most beautiful people you know. One of the most rewarding things. Yeah. It's so humbling. It shouldn't be viewed as negative. No, it shouldn't. And it's it's hard. Being a single mom, it's hard. But we never said it wasn't worth it. It is Mm -hmm. so worth it. You know, there are those moments where he does something and you know that it is just, I've told you a million times not to do it. This is why I've told you not to do it. And he gets, he says something or does something and it takes everything in my power not to pee my (laughs) pants laughing. (laughs) But you got to stick that stern, like I I am the judge, the jury and the executioner at all times in my Mm -hmm. household. And it's hard. Oh no! You can give Billy the executioner position now. (laughs) But also, like being a single mom, working two jobs, going to school. Mm -hmm. I've got an eighteen-credit hour semester. That's a lot. That is a lot. I'm not working two jobs, (laughs) raising a crazy five-year-old. Right. Same, bro. It's hard. It sucks. It needs a lot of support. It is so worth it. Every second of it is worth it. Mm-hmm. Every tedious email, every second of Zoom sessions, every annoying homework assignment, every argument with my five-year-old, every praying that it rains so that work doesn't open, every single one of it, every, every day, every second is so worth it. Mm-hmm. It's so worth it. It is so mm-hmm. worth it to know what I'm doing is providing a better life for my child. And I'm going to have to push through, and it, it is a long road ahead of me. And it is hard. They are not easy classes. Cell biology? Mm. That's not, not an easy course. And yeah, Chemistry? a five-year-old can tell me more about cell biology than anybody else I know <laughs> at this point. It's crazy. But it's so worth it. 
It's right. so worth it. Right. I'm teaching my son that he literally can do anything he wants to do if he works hard for it. And he's watching me do it. So far, he wants to be an entomologist. And I that is so wow. humbling. And he knew how to say it and everything. It was so cute. His vocabulary is insane. Homie knows insane. more. He's my dinosaur professor. Anything I don't know about dinosaurs, I go ask Liam. That's nice. Just like Yes. It's great. <laughs> Like I like just just to all the other single moms out there. Like don't don't put a cap on you on yourself. Mm-hmm. Don't cap your limitations. Like push yourself. Be better. Show your kids to be better. You want your kids to do better than you do in life. Like that that for me like that's the ultimate goal. I want Liam to be better than I am. Right. The best way for me to show him how to be better than me is to be better than I was yesterday. Mm-hmm. Today I'm better than I was yesterday. Tomorrow I will be better than I am today. Right. So I show him the best way for me to do that. Yeah, I quit my mediocre job. It was $11 an hour. I had benefits. Wow, cool, whatever. But I'm now you're pursuing something greater, like, right? I'm going to be a doctor. I'm going to save lives. Like, I'm going to do something I'm passionate about, something I love. And that's what I want my son to do. I want my son to grow up and be like, I can change people's lives. I can be good in this world. I can be a light in this dark, dark world. He can be the entomologist. <laughs> like, I can do yes. something I'm passionate about and nobody can stop me because I will persevere through every obstacle because my mom did. And my mom did it by herself. And I have my mom to back me up. So mm-hmm. I know I can do whatever I put my mind to. Right. Like, be that mom. Be that mom. Be that mom's support system. If you're not a parent now, be that mom's support system. She needs it desperately. Mm-hmm. I like hugs. We in a pandemic. As long as you got your face mask on, we're good, bro. Like, <laughs> I might need a hug Tell me day. I'm a good mom. That's all I need to hear. Like, tell me I'm a good mom. Even even if it's just a wow. I'll take it. I will take mm-hmm. the wows all day long. Well, I will tell both of you <laughs> that you are amazing people. I'm and Kaylin, <laughs> you are an amazing mom. And Amanda, you have already begun to be an amazing mom. Thank you. Uh, thank you so much for coming on today. Um, hopefully this will help some people understand what it's like, um, what your experiences have been, and maybe help get some change happen. So thank you guys for coming on. Yeah, yeah of course. Anytime. I'd like to thank Kaylin and Amanda once again for coming on the show and sharing some of those difficult experiences and some of the good experiences and how we can advocate and possibly make student mothers and pregnant students on campus feel better and kind of give that support system. I really think this interview was valuable. I hope you guys did as well. And of course, we went over a lot of information, but there's plenty more material out there if you guys are interested. I will link a bunch of resources where I got some of my statistics and some of my research from, as well as the Title IX regulations and everything that we talked about during the interview. Now, if you had a question that wasn't answered in the show, you can always follow us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at the Planet 100.7. And you can message us, direct message us there, and I will see it, and I'll get that question, or I will get the answer to that question from Amanda and Kaylin, or if I can give you some resources for that. Be sure to check back for our next upload. We'll be releasing another live dialogue from Tarleton State University's Office of Diversity, Inclusion, and International Programs. This month's topic, that's October's month's topic, 
is the relationship between LGBTQ individuals and slam poetry, so it'll be very interesting. For updates on the show, again, you can follow us on social media or just listen in every episode. Until next time, folks, be safe out there and take care.